0: Hello and welcome to the Kuyperian Commentary Podcast. My name is Steve Jeffrey. I'm the Minister of Emmanuel Church in North London, England, and I'm here today with the founder of Kuyperian Commentary, Pastor Yuri Brito, the Senior Pastor of Providence Church in Pensacola, Florida.
1: Hi, Yuri. It's great to be with you. Delighted to be with you, Steve. I'm looking forward to this venture.
0: All right. Now today, uh, for the very first episode of the KC podcast, I thought we should um, get together and introduce the Carperian Commentary Project by talking a little bit about um, what we're trying to do here and about our namesake, Abraham Kuyper. Uh, Abraham Kuyper was born in 1837, died in 1920, and he squeezed a great deal into those 83 years. He was a minister, of course, a theologian and a journalist. He managed uh, in his spare time to found the Free University of Amsterdam, where he served as professor of theology, as professor of literature. He ended up as the rector of the university. And of course, he was a politician. He was chairman of the anti-revolutionary party in the Netherlands for 25 years. And of course, Prime Minister of the Netherlands for four years, and his writing and his thinking extends from theology, politics, to education, to the sciences, uh, to the arts, and his influence therefore over Reformed and Calvinist theology has really been extraordinary. So I thought, let's get right to it, Uh, what it was in particular about Abraham Kuyper that uh, we wanted to connect with with the Kuyperian Commentary project. So, Yuri, uh, Kuyperian Commentary has been around for a few years now. So tell us a little bit about what it is and why in particular the connection to Abraham Kuyper.
1: Well, that's a cosmic resume, isn't it? <laughs> I think um, yes. you know, Kuyperian has been around for almost a decade now, yeah. and it began early on as a, as a political blog. Then I realized that I simply I couldn't keep up with the writing on a frequent basis as I desired. So I invited mm. a friend, and then another, and then another, and we currently are up to about 15 writers, and all of us share some common assumptions as we write articles and essays on things pertaining to the Christian faith. The right. interest with Abraham Kuyper, came uh, not only because of his uh, vast resume, but as he spoke so fluently on both uh, theological and political issues. He was a Renaissance man, undoubtedly. But what was really striking early on as I began to do some work, uh, first began a seminary, and as I continued to do some work in Abraham Kuyper, was that he was referred to as a theologian of the people. And that was such a persuasive description. Uh, that I wanted to delve into his work, and I did some work under John Frame at RTS. Right, and yeah. the one very perhaps most famous quote of his that I think is pertinent to our endeavors at Kyperion was the quote that we're all familiar with, There's not a square inch in the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ right. is sovereign over all, over all does not cry mine. And I think, Steve, right. that summarizes yeah. the, the
0: Kyperian vision. Yeah, yeah. But it's striking because just for myself, um, I've never uh, studied Abraham Kuyper's thought uh, specifically in that much depth. I've come across essays of his and uh, his various writings and so on. All of human life, all of created existence exists for the glory of Christ. All of it is claimed by Jesus Christ. An eye-opening perspective, isn't it, on the world and on our theology. It stops us from shrinking our vision of the gospel and forces us to consider uh, how the gospel intersects with all areas, all spheres of human life. That's exactly right. I don't think that there is much of Christendom today
1: that is not aware <laughs> of the impact of Abraham right, typing. Right. If they're not aware of the uh, prolific nature of his works, they're certainly aware of his thoughts. Right. It right. is not uncommon for me to be uh, conversing with a Methodist or even right. a Catholic priest and talk mm. about the lordship of Christ in no all areas of life, and they would say, Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. That's the influence of this well known Dutch reform thinker. Right,
0: right. And it's one of the things that um, it strikes me just thinking of the, the legacy of, of Kuiper. Um, sometimes people will highlight, well, you know, look at the Dutch Reformed Church in the Netherlands today, or or worse still, look at the the country of Holland today. It's a beautiful place, and um, it has a reputation, at least um, in many parts of Europe, as a friendly place, a great place to visit. But actually, it's a deeply immoral and corrupt place. And so, in that sense, sometimes people are led to a kind of scepticism about Kuiper's influence. I think what you've highlighted is really helpful, Yuri, because it highlights, okay, yeah, um, the the, the growth of the gospel in the world ebbs and flows. You know There are, there are downhill periods in, our, in God's uphill work to bring all things under the rule of Christ. But at the same time, the, the vision that Kuiper had has outlasted him and has even outlasted the saddened, we pray, temporary decline um, in many areas of Western Europe where some parts of Western Europe it's becoming harder to be a Christian. But actually, the thing I've noticed, at least here in the UK, as I'm talking to people, trying to encourage them to embrace uh, a vision of the Christian faith for the whole of life, is Kuyper's legacy that I keep going back to, even if I don't mention his name, that not one square inch phrase. is echoing in my mind as I'm trying to encourage people to stand against secularism, to stand against immorality, and to bring their lives and their families' lives uh, self-consciously under the rule of Jesus Christ. For so long, the Christian
1: had no way of bringing his Christian faith into his day-to-day endeavor. Right. And Kuyper simply echoed what I think the church has echoed for many, many years and centuries: is that right. no, no, Jesus has something to say about the most menial of tasks.
0: Right. Right. And I wonder, therefore, whether um, if we can just uh, just think about the blog itself, the, the Kyperion Commentary uh, Project, um, give us some examples of, of the sorts of things that people have written on, because there have been 10 years of posts and so on. Give us a sense, Yuri, of the kind of material that people will find there if they head over to Kyperion.com.
1: To give an example of the, the nature of the Cyprian Revolution, we have dealt with all sorts of issues. We've tackled political issues, uh, church matters, sports, biblical exegesis, <laughs> we've tackled issues related to the church calendar, matters about Christian piety, sanctification, parenting. And we've had the joy of having some guests in our blog, like Richard Mao, who is an expert on Abraham Kuyper, speak about the influence of Kuyper. And so the influence of Kuyper right. is so broad that we have just literally scratched
0: the surface. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And it. As people are thinking about those topics, um, uh, people are busy, Yuri, and there's lots of stuff to read. Pastors have got sermons to prepare, uh, folks in churches have got many calls on their time. What are you hoping that people would get particularly from uh, signing up at kyperion.com and reading the kinds of things that we're trying to put out there and trying to uh, give them to think think about?
1: That's a great question. Our goal is to always provide a unique, fresh perspective on current events. Uh, ideas that will stir the Christian imagination but beyond that that will stir perhaps dinner conversation Steve Right. because right. my ultimate goal is that the Christian begins to think intelligently about his faith Right. that's why I'm so delighted when I hear of congregations here in the U.S. Uh, using articles from our website for men's right. discussion and for these kinds of things. So we hope to have that increase as we build our website with meaty but very digestible material for the church. And so one other feature is that our articles uh, tend to be relatively, I use the word digestible, because they're short <laughs> and they're accessible to the layman. So there's there shouldn't right, be any right. fear that you're going to come to Cyprian. There will be some very in-depth issues that we talked about, but there yeah. shouldn't be any fear that you're going to get lost in the – Uh, domain of scholasticism.
0: Right, right. See, I, I, here's something I should say to our listeners, okay? Uh, we had this conversation among the authors just a few days ago about what kind of articles we want to be writing, and we had a, we have an informal agreement now that we're going to stick under a thousand words. So, <laughs> okay, you, you have our permission. If you see us going over a thousand words, then you can email us, and you can take us to task on it. Um, what I've... Interestingly, you That's mentioned right. uh, ch- churches using this stuff. I've started here at Emmanuel in North London. I've started yes. just uh, including perhaps the first two or three paragraphs from an article in our our service sheet, our bulletin at church, Um, and then just a link at the end of the article so that people can go uh, and find the rest of it online during the week if they'd like to do so. I'm keen just to find lots of ways to encourage people to use that five minutes or that 10 minutes, you know, while they're sitting on uh, a tube train here in London or the metro somewhere while they're uh, they're waiting in the coffee queue in, at Starbucks, just to use that time right. to chew over something that will be thought-provoking and helpful. And just a shortish article, take you five minutes to read, can be just the thing, just to give us a daily dose of something to meditate and reflect on, to grow our understanding of the Christian faith and its connection. With the world around us. Exactly. So, listen, let me just ask one final question. This is a, something of a new venture, the the podcast. Um, we've got some things coming up here, and of course, uh, Kyperion.com, the Kyperion commentary website itself. Yuri, give us a sense of what sort of things we've got coming up uh, in these two contexts in the coming weeks and months.
1: Well, This is hopefully uh, a venture that will be consistent throughout the next uh, few months and years. But these podcasts have the similar nature to the articles. We want them to be accessible, something you can listen within 15, 20 minutes. Uh, Some of the discussions we'll have, they do pertain to the articles that will be published on the website. There will be other things also. But if you are unable to read articles online but you have plenty of driving time to work or in traveling – you can just simply uh, plug this in your MP3 or your right. um, smartphone and listen on the way. And so we're hoping to have a consistent, uh, shall I say, harvest of content in yeah, the days yeah. and weeks ahead. And we hope you're going to subscribe, our listeners will subscribe, and, and check out our resources at Hyperion.com.
0: Well, listen, let me uh, leave you uh, listeners with just a taste of what you got. If you went to kyperion.com today, you would find uh, at the top of the page, you'd find an article about um, the value of using the creed uh, or perhaps even reintroducing the creed into churches that uh, aren't uh, familiar with that or don't customarily use it. Then you scroll down and you find an app, a link to uh, and an explanation of an app um, which contains all of the commentaries that the church fathers wrote on scripture. And then you scroll down a bit more. You've got something on the hermeneutic of the church fathers. You go down a bit further and then, oh, look here. You've got Here's an article written by my wife, by, by my wife, Nicole <laughs> Jeffrey, entitled Having Fun with Little Children. Uh, here's what it, it says. Um, I was recently asked by a friend what I filled my days with when my kids were small. Our kids are now between the ages of 10 and 13, so they think they're very big. Uh, but when they were tiny... <laughs> Um, and quite again, like many other mums, she's convinced that she's in the best position to raise her daughter in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. But being all at home all day long with tiny kids can be a bit of a struggle when you're used to being in a career elsewhere. So that's how the article begins, what's this lady got to do? The the friend of my wife who who keeps asking these questions, (laughs) um, my wife Nicole scribbled down some of her thoughts about what did she fill um, her days with when our kids were tiny. So uh, perhaps for yourselves, uh, perhaps for friends who would find that useful, head over to kyperion.com. You can sign up for articles. Please feel free to use all our materials in your church for men's meetings, for women's meetings, whenever you find them useful. And uh, do share this episode, spread the word. We would love to hear uh, from people um, who want us to engage with particular issues. But above all, spread the word, uh, get people to uh, be engaging with the gospel with Christ, exploring the range and the breadth and the depth and beauty of Christ's claim over all creation. And we'll see you here next time at the Kuyperian Commentary Podcast.